Hello everyone, this is Art Cinema, Art Cinema. My name is Simon. <laughs> I'm Nadim. <laughs> uh, this is a, a farting episode. Uh, not only is it a fart cinema podcast, but it's actually farting in the title. What is the title of this one, Nadim? Harry Farter and Ron Squeezley. Ah, right ho. I'm proud of that one. Yeah. So that's, uh, is that referring to the second part as well before we get to it? Correct. But so we'll get into the second Harry part. Harry Farter is, uh, is the main bulk of this it's episode. The bulk. The, bulk, the bulging bulk. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe, who obviously played Harry Potter, and Paul Dano star in a film called Swiss Army Man. Indeed. And we're going to talk about it. Fucking lay it on. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Art cinema farts. Art cinema farts. Art cinema farts. Harry Farter and Ron Squeezley Part 1 contains spoilers for Swiss Army Man, Being John Malkovich, Lost Highway. Cast away. Hiya. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about Swiss Army Man, which is a 2016 film. Uh, it came out in 2016. <laughs> it came out. It came out, and it saw its little shadow and said, "There's so many more months of winter left." I don't know. Uh, no, Swiss Army Man's a, a film that. Uh, f- <laughs> hell, I really like this. <laughs> It's difficult to describe this film. So it's directed by two guys, uh, one called Dan Quan and one called Daniel Scheinert, uh, who they, they collectively, their, their duo, directorial duo name is uh, Daniels, which I think is kind of funny. Directed by the Daniels. The Daniels. Not just, it's not the Daniels, it's just Daniels. Directed by Daniels. It's a total independent production, I think. It was like really low budget. And uh, it's a movie, it's about, <laughs> it's about a man who has been deserted on an island he's he's been shipwrecked we think uh on a on a desert island or on a yeah on a desert island his face is all hairy his face he's been there for a while his he's, beard is fake because paul dano is one of those patchy guys that can't grow yeah, a beard he's like me um, um <laughs> so he's stuck in a desert island and just before he decides to end it all on this desert island after presumably being stuck there for too long a corpse washes up on the shore of the beach of this desert island. Not only does this corpse wash up on the shore, this corpse, uh, like, farts a lot. It, it like, it is a farty corpse. And uh, he soon realises that um, he can channel the power of this, uh, <laughs> of this corpse's farts to ride across the waves of the sea and using the corpse as a speedboat. And uh, the film gets pretty weird from there on out. Like it's it's like the most bizarre intro to a film ever, and it only gets weirder. The music is entirely a cappella, so the whole soundtrack is just done with voices and like singing. Paul and, Dano's layered voice, sort of doing the Katie Tunstall thing, where she goes mm-hmm. a woohoo, and then she does like another bit over the top of it, and it yeah. overlays, you know. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not heard that name in a while, like. Mm. KT KT you know she did it on Jules Holland and actually the directors did see that and uh, is that right yeah 
Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, so that must have been what they were inspired to do. Somewhat, yeah. Uh, I, I actually really like Paul. the sound of Paul Dano's voice all the way through this film on the soundtrack. is like really good. It's, it's inspiring probably... and uplifting. So this film is very... It's like weirdly inspiring for, for a film that's about a corpse. Oh, I, I completely forgot to mention. Daniel Radcliffe plays a corpse. Like the corpse in this film, the dead guy in this film, is played by Harry Potter. <laughs> what? Yeah. And that's kind of like... I think that it's a laugh out loud moment when he... Uh, the, the title scene where he crosses, Absolutely. he's crossing the river, and it's like Paul Dano next to him, and then it's Daniel Radcliffe's name comes up next to his kind of <laughs> strangled corpse face. Yeah, it's the strangled corpse face riding over the waves, and it's this hilarious that I can't believe this is in a movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the most bizarre for, premise for a film ever. You know, slip off your shoes and <laughs> put your feet up. I had no idea what this film was going into it, and uh, that it's the moment the words Swiss Army Man appear, <laughs> appear on the screen as the as Daniel Radcliffe is being rowed as a corpse over the waves. I was like, "This is going to be crazy. This is going to be a good movie." And I mean, I don't. <laughs> I've seen films have done that before, and yeah. then they relax into something really boring yeah. and lose their way. And I'll tell you, this film, I don't think it does that. I think this yeah. film's. I think it does good. maybe a little bit. It, it's mm-hmm. got weird pacing okay. problems, I think. But other maybe. than that. It does get weirder and weirder. So Daniel Radcliffe, the corpse, he he slowly learns to speak, but like <laughs> the way he the way Paul Dino's character finds out how he can speak is hilarious. He accidentally leans on his chest, and uh, you hear like a really guttural noise, and uh, and it eventually becomes a voice, and and it's very quite it's quite discomforting to watch. And uh, he spews water because presumably he's totally a waterlogged corpse. The whole film, you're not quite sure whether or not. Daniel Radcliffe is actually a magical corpse or whether it's just Paul Dano's character's insane, depraved desert island mind. It starts off where you're kind of like thinking he's making up, he's he's convincing himself that the corpse is talking. Yeah. Hello, oh, you can talk, Manny. <laughs> Ma- Manny's your name, brilliant. And then, of course, from there, the film just segues into the corpse is now talking and moving and smiling and making and asking questions and Making Asking facial, existential facial, questions, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, clearly... Such as, do you masturbate? <laughs> and why do you not masturbate? Is it because it makes you think of your mom? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a journey back to... From the wreckage of his uh, suicidal existence on the unnamed island, uh, he's essentially using this corpse... Uh, it's it's kind of becoming a tool for him to yeah, get back to Yeah, it's a Swiss army his... man. Yeah, and you know what you're saying about him spewing water. I mean, when he makes air with his fart and then water with the spewing, yeah. and then later on fire. I actually said so. What <laughs> at the point where he started spewing water for no reason, I yeah. was like, so at some point he's going to make fire. It's going to be like an air. <laughs> he can click his fingers and make fire. <laughs> it's going to be like an elemental thing of like this 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 corpse is physically the tools that the guy needs but it's also an emotional tool in that when he's explaining life to the corpse he's explaining it to himself and yeah, oh, absolutely because yeah. it's uh, this thing of like reminding yourself what the challenges of life were were worth why why were they worth doing in the first place and you know because yeah there's a great moment i love the bit where um the corpse says to him so basically you were alone so you wanted to kill yourself, but now you want to get back to not being alone again or something. I don't know. Like, I, I, mm. It was a really funny way of putting it that I was like, that's actually, that's how people work. They get pissed off at the world and then walk away into seclusion 
and then pine for the day that people like loved them again <laughs> after they've after they've sabotaged themselves and wanted them off. Yeah. Uh, so this this film, I actually spent a long time as I was watching it, I was trying to categorise it, which is a strange thing to do because it's the sort of film that you tend to accept that these indie sort of freak out films are part of the reason that they're made is someone wants to defy categorization mm. so to then ca- try and categorize it as what type of weird film is this yeah it's a bit strange because i uh, there's the being john malkovich type of weird film i don't know if you've seen that i haven't i've got it on dvd I haven't it's watched a Char- it. charlie kaufman script directed by spike jones and that's the kind of weird film where nothing's actually being fantasized the film itself is just, it's just weird, weird within yeah. the framework of the fiction there's nothing, you, you don't say that any, people don't imagine there being a, a, a tunnel into John Malkovich's head in that film. There just is one in that film. So that's, you know, just like with this film, you could be saying to yourself, so is this corpse actually talking or is this just a psychosis kind of breakdown that we're seeing from, uh, from the perspective of the guy who's insane? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it's, it's the latter, isn't it? So this film's about a guy who... Didn't actually go to an island. Oh, see, I don't, I don't think that's true. I think the film has it. It wants, it wants to have it both ways. Do you think so? I think that's what they because when he yeah. turns back, when he comes to the beach and realizes that he's he's been saved, it's this. It looks like the same beach. I think, yeah, I think that's kind of the point as well. I think the whole point is that you're like. So the island didn't exist, but well, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I no, think no, no. I think no no I think the whole point is that it's completely left up in the air as to whether or not um the corpse was uh, was magical or This not. is a guy Cuz that's what the ending's like. This is a guy who hung out <laughs> in someone's sort of backyard building a <laughs> fucking weird bus. <laughs> Outsider art, total outsider no, art. This is right, this is what I like about this part of the movie is the fact that when he comes back to civilization, <laughs> they pretty much let all the they let all the air out of it. They're just like, all right, he's insane. He's clearly just mad. You know, he's brought this corpse to this little girl's house, and it's just fucking mad. But really, they then go on to subvert the ending in the actual ending, which is when, uh, for, uh, I guess, spoilers if you haven't seen mm-hmm. the film, it's where Daniel Radcliffe uh, as a corpse he rides off into the waves. And uh, the same person of the film, which is uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character, uh, who's in it for like five minutes, she she just looks at this corpse flying out uh, into the waves and just goes, "What the fuck?" You know, like she's just incredulous. So are you supposed seen. to accept that she has genuinely witnessed that, or is yeah. are we not back into Paul Dano's fantasy land again? No, yeah. no, I, I I think I think it's intentionally just like, ha <laughs> ha. Like get, get inten- your head around that yeah. the corpse was actually alive the whole time. Yeah. And farting, and he did actually cross the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the okay. point. It's funny. Fair enough. Okay. I don't know. I I I would say that um, it's intentionally vague as hell. Yeah. Well, obviously, there's say. always there's always a vagueness to these sorts of things. But yeah, no, I think that. Uh, uh, so I, I think it mostly conforms to more like the Lost Highway, which is another film you won't have seen. Mm. David Lynch. I film. haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lost Highway uh, is definitely a film that's about a guy who's in on death row and there's a whole sequence where he transforms into someone else Mm. and lives out a whole sort of weird sort of tragic scenario as a younger man an entirely different man but you know that the real person's in the cell just waiting for the electric chair Mm. and and you're just experiencing this bizarre fantasy life of this dude who's really in in a concrete cell uh, I think this film's like that in that, you know, this guy's just 
hanging out in the woods behind someone's house and everything. I think that reading certainly makes it funnier, but and I think I can hold them both in my head. <laughs> it's just funny to think that, that he was right all along and that the corpse is actually magical. It's just, <laughs> the magical it just, farting it just corpse. Yeah, it's just funny. So I, I think this film, in, in some of the press tours that um, Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe and the Daniels uh, did with this... Oh my goodness! Paul De- Dano, Daniel Radcliffe and then the Daniels. Daniel, there's a lot Figure of that one out. D-A-N. They, in a lot of the press conferences, things that they did, like the interviews, they talk about how... Um, so this film was quite f- uh, famous at the time. This is how I found out about it. For walkouts at like festivals, like people were just like, "This is disgusting." Yeah, this is right. Just, this is offensive trash. Really, um, and Fucking and their hell. their point of view was that that's the point of the film. It's it's like the the whole point of the movie is that is that there's aspects to life that are uncomfortable, and you know clearly by having a film that's about a magical farting corpse, it's like designed to make you feel uncomfortable. So their their point of view was that you're proving our point by saying it's offensive because it's like we were trying to offend. That's you. fucking mental. You know, I, yeah. I think it's strange that, that it, is that all it takes really is a farting corpse and people walk out. Well, I think I think yeah. it intentionally pushes the boundaries of kind of taste. I don't I don't like the corpse has a, a magical compass erection that points mm-hmm. that points to home. <laughs> uh, you That's like brilliant. you name you name it. The corpse has something to say about it. You know, what I mean, there's there's you name a taboo subject. The corpse is usually asking about it or has got something to say about it. So right, yeah. I think it inti- is intentionally. You know, I don't like farts become a metaphor for the things that in in the world that we kind of keep under under wraps and keep private and don't talk. So about. I've mentioned Lost Highway. I actually think that uh, that these these Daniel guys they must like David Lynch. Like, oh mate, totally. I think yeah. uh, Blue Velvet. That that's all about you know what's always hidden, what you don't talk about, and what's in the what what have you got in your closet? What's hiding in your closet and stuff. That's a, it's a big uh, part of this. And that's like so uh, apparently they yeah. they reverse engineered. So they came up. So these guys are known for making music videos in which there's a kind of high concept thing happening. So they've got a music video. I can't remember what the song is, but um, it's where people are skateboarding on cats. So um, it's it's pretty cool, <laughs> <laughs> um, and. They also did the Little John Turn Down For What video. I don't know if you know Little John. No. Little John! <laughs> um, he's a rapper who sounds like that. They're famous for, for these kind of, or I say famous, they're well known for making these weird music videos. And they apparently came up with the concept of um, a, a man riding a corpse across waves. And they were like, how the hell do we make this into a film? And that's, I presume they, they reverse engineered all the themes and stuff from that, uh, from that thing you know like so why is he why is he on in the waves oh it's because it's a desert island you know what this that the nice thing exactly. so they instead of being like oh how can we we explore the themes of keeping things that i think they maybe came to it afterwards i don't know though i could be talking pish. yeah i did i watched the director's commentary uh I, um i listened to that and uh they said at one point one of the one of the daniels said at one point that uh he, he did just see this visual of like a tree stump you know where a tree had been like chopped and the stumps just really clean, just like sitting there. And then there was just this really brightly coloured like slush, like uh, in a plastic cup, just sitting on the stump, like oh, yeah. left as garbage. And mm. he was just like, "That's our movie. That image right there yeah. totally encapsulates our movie." Well, that's you know, it so, as well. So. Yeah. So, so when you're when you're when they're in the forest, all you see is is like stuff that's been thrown away, and that's yeah. the exact same thing. It's like death is thrown away, farts are thrown away, like you know, and people talking about masturbation. It's all all the stuff that you don't want to talk about or think about in public at least is is in the movie you know it's all it's all smooshed together so yeah they clearly did 
all the things kind of coalesced around this this core idea that it would be about things that the uh, debris, yeah. uh, what you what you, or the shadow, the, yeah. the Carl Jungian concept of shadow. <laughs> there's actually there's a suggestion that the film is. Uh, I I've seen right. So this this film is a bit of a favorite among like kind of YouTube communities that kind of like like, like to analyze films. And I've seen videos suggesting that it's like a big uh, it's a big trans film and stuff like that. But whether or not you want to buy into that. Mm-hmm. Trans film, like it's in transgender. Yeah, like a tra- it's like a it's like a film about being transgender. So I mean, it's a interpretation that you could take. I, guess. I, I don't see it, but uh, yeah. maybe because well, because not, um, Paul uh, Dano throughout the film he dresses up as the oh. girl that he's pining after. Oh, yeah, right, okay, and yeah. and so he moves himself. He moves himself into. He moves his conception of himself into a dead body and dresses up as the girl that he's pining after, which is kind of interesting. But I don't know. It's yeah, a, could be. No, I, I do really, like. I haven't really looked at it that way, but um, one uh, one thing I want to say about this film is like the the sequence where he's uh, got his red wig on and his red woman's hair on, and mm. he's uh, they're, they're selfieing. They, <laughs> the sort of the, I think the corpse actually holds the phone up and yeah. Takes... So he 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 uses uh, wood like wood from the woods and uh, and sticks and stuff to build a massive big bus. And he also uses wood to tie to the corpse to make him move like a marionette. So like he animates the corpse uh, <laughs> using like stuff that he finds in the uh, using stuff that he finds in the woods. <laughs> um, I think that that image though, uh, there's something about it. The way that uh, Paul Dano's looks so uh, convincingly happy, smiling, mm. and all that. It's like this. It's there's like a, a it's yeah. like a real photograph that you would see of a real person. And go, oh, they were happy that day. Yeah, there's they? a brilliant. There's a brilliant. So. My favorite part of the whole film is uh, is so there's a there's a song in the soundtrack called Montage and it's mm-hmm. and it's the scene where uh, he decides he's gonna he he really decides once and for all he's gonna get back to civilization and uh, the song Montage that plays is uh, is well they're doing a bunch of stuff so like he fills Daniel Radcliffe's mouth with uh, pebbles and then Heimlich maneuvers him and shoots the pebbles out to kill a raccoon so they can cook and eat it mm-hmm. that whole section of the film is like really really inspiring and uplifting it's like the whole human experience in like yeah uh, in, in like a in a short little uh, yeah. film it's gonna, it's gonna like, sweet. i found that uh that that image of him enjoying himself the day of the selfie and all that and uh it just it was it, there was something about the fact that you see someone's face look so convincingly happy when they're actually quite dis- <laughs> quite dis- <laughs> quite despairing and this you know the the music that uh like this this sort of mantra of like was it Heartless, why are you heartless? <laughs> he keeps singing different words to that yeah, melody, yeah, yeah. and it's his voice is actually really quite uh, evocative. Mm. Like I don't, th- I think it would be wrong to say that we want Paul Dino to start a music career because that's a bit like <laughs> it's like wishing that uh, there was an, an actual itchy and scratchy cartoon, and then when you sit down and watch it, you're like, <laughs> maybe maybe itchy and scratchy should still. Like yeah, it'd remain. be a two-second section of the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah maybe uh, that's better. So yeah, yeah, I think that I think that it was. Uh, he does sound like uh, someone who could just as easily have been in like an uh, like an indieish band, like a total Seeger Ross type thing or something. <laughs> uh, I think he's he's uh, I think he's married to like uh, an artist, like a music artist, like that. What's no, it's just, he's married. Is he not with uh, that actress that was in uh, Revolutionary Road? Here, I'm gonna look this up real quickly. I'm pretty sure Paul Dano partner. Let's have a look. Oh no, I'm wrong. Zoe Kazan, the actress from <laughs> Revolutionary wrong. Road, and uh, this the film about. Uh... Yeah, he's she's in a she's actually in um in that Coen Brothers film as well. Uh... 
This is Polish lesson number four from Art Cinema, Fart Cinema. Tempias Viglonda Bargediak Nedjvik, which means, This dog looks like a bear. Now, interestingly, people say that this phrase sounds quite like reversed speech. So, as an interesting experiment, uh, I'm going to now reverse the line, Tempias Viglonda Bargediak Nedjvik, to find out how it sounds the other way. And it sounds like this. Kevin Mechon Shrawi's house has helmet. Yeah, no, I think I think it's quite strange though that uh, that I, I, I listening to his voice and seeing that that section, I was like, that really does actually authentically strike a note of uh, what it's <laughs> when you look at someone uh, and they look happy in a photograph, and then you find out that their, their life was tragic. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe, dude. I think that, that it's, it's, you know, people smile and look watery-eyed in a happy sort of way, and it's all very like genuine. And yet, it's like, they're, but they're they're not together. But they're actually miserable. They're not. They're not completely social together, media, right? man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, his entire fixation on the girl is based on the image that he finds on her phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, huh? Who knows, man? So the making of the bus as well, like that's uh, that's an interesting thing. It's like he's a. Uh, that's the. I think that's the section I'm talking. The section about, you're the talking about, section. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, to, when he, when she finds it, she, it, I don't know if it's in her face, but it's in her voice that she's actually impressed. That did you build this? And it's like that's quite a weird thing. Oh, did you just you know sit outside my house and build this fucking <laughs> mental shit? Well done, oh, clever you, gold crazy, gold fucking star, mate. That's what I call arts and crafts. <laughs> Oh man, it is such a strange movie. I, I know that um, the directors they sold this film to Paul Dano by saying that uh, we're making a film in which the, it's about a farting corpse, and the first fart will make you uh, laugh, and the last fart will make you cry. <laughs> that's uh, I think it's pretty. It's not quite. I don't. I don't. Wouldn't say I'd cry to this film, but certainly it's it's quite. It can be quite emotionally resonant in yeah. parts. Well, you know, I, I started off um, wanting to count the farts. I was doing tally marks oh. on my page. How many? Uh, well, I got to six. Basically, what happens is... <laughs> How many did you get to? Six uh, oh, farts. Oh, six. Okay. Or, no, five maybe. And then the, ah, fifth, okay. the fifth fart was the one that just went on and on. And I was like, do like, I take that as that one, one fart? Or yeah. is that... 15 so I'm not going to count anymore but I was I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking about counting the, all the farts that'd be a long time to count farts for man yeah. I wish I knew how many farts there were in the sum well I mean I like it's an arguable thing it's like does that does that one big long one count as, as count one as, or yeah I don't know that's a good point mm. I, I would I would in my estimation you'd take the length of an average fart and then Divide the length of the long fart by the length of the average so fart. So you've got to, to go into actually using your stopwatch and shit as well. You would actually have to Christ. time it, yeah, for sure. You'd have to make sure you were timing it, writing down the time, and then so doing the division, and yeah. You would say, on the theory that a fart lasts this long, exactly. there are X number of farts in Swiss Army, yeah. man. You'd have to add, like, variables. You'd have to make sure that you um, added the uncertainty as well, like, so it'd be, like, plus, minus, you know couple seconds i don't know you'd have there, to you'd have to really think about this one there's a science to everything there's a definite science to counting farts that's for sure yeah there's a great line in this film and a great musical contribution uh-huh the line i'm talking about is <laughs> he tries to rejuvenate the corpse manny into remembering life by singing the theme song 
to Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, as if that's the theme song that every person in the world knows. And he's doing the hand thing and the nodding, like, yeah, yeah, you remember it, yeah. You remember it, Manny. And it's like, it's like nah. And then the, the line that kills me is, uh, if you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't know shit. <laughs> and it's totally delivered. Completely deadpan. I love, I love that. You yeah. Know. If you don't know, I'm going to guess that that's got legs and that that goes around hipstery indie I types. So yeah. I, yeah, I haven't looked that far. Uh, into Billy, that. if you don't know Jurassic Park, <laughs> you don't know shit. And everyone finishes <laughs> it. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, you it. don't know shit. That's the army man, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think army man. I've awesome. seen that film as well. It's only got Harry Potter in it, the biggest movie star of the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe's a guy that I didn't really want to like anything that he ever did. Oh man, I so love I'm So I'm kind of stuck there now. You like Harry Potter and all that shit. I don't, I don't like... I don't, uh, <laughs> you're making people... It's like, it's like at school when they're like, you don't like Harry Potter, do you? And you're like... You're allowed to like Harry Potter, but I, I, I watched right. half of the first one and thought this is fucking boring. Right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then when the third one came out, everyone did that, you know... It's actually gone quite dark, and you might act, you, you might <laughs> it's quite become like more adult it. now. It's got layers to it, and I watched oh. half of the Prisoner of Azkaban and thought that was boring too. Right, so, so yeah, yeah. I, I so I'm I'm in the position where I grew up with Harry Potter films. It's kind of like High School Musical in that regard. So mm-hmm. regardless of what the quality, I've not seen these films for years, so I I couldn't even speak to the quality of them. But I remember really liking them as a kid, and. I saw the third one fairly recently, which is The Prisoner of Azkaban, which is directed by Alfonso Cuaron, and I really like it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I quite like them, but uh, it's been a while. Yeah, what was well, I was going to say? And yeah, therefore, I no, I quite like Daniel Radcliffe. And I mean, like, he's an interesting dude. Like, he had, like, alcoholism problems yeah. while he was filming these movies and stuff. Yeah, I did hear a bit about that, but the alcohol problems. Yeah. Uh, the reason what it was is he says that he felt watched when he went out, so he would drink to get over the fact that he was being watched, and then he would drink more to to get over the fact that people were noticing he was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what like, a guy. Yeah, so, the roofie circle. So now that, now that, now that I home. know that people are watching me and they can see how pissed I am, I'd better get really drunk so it doesn't hurt me. Anethnotise myself to the embarrassment of knowing that I'm drunk and people are watching yeah, me. No one's ever said alcoholism is uh, rational. Yeah, it's just yeah. A, it's just the thing you do, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, um, yeah, that's weird. Fun fact... Mm-hmm. It's not really that fun a fact at all, but it's, it's it's the kind of thing that hipsters would be like, oh yeah, did you know the name of the main character is Hank Thompson? Can you think of why that might be? Hank Thompson? Hank Thompson. Does that, do you have to like be like... Listeners at home, or in the car, or in the train. <laughs> why do you think the main character of this movie about a man on a desert island is called Hank Thompson? So is there a real life survivor of something? No, no, no. You'll, you'll, you'll get it. You will get it. If I just leave you. <laughs> Hank Thompson. Tom Hankson. Tom. Tom oh. And what's Tom Hankson? Castaway. Correct. Well done. So they reversed the name of Tom. Of the Tom reason Hanks. he's called Hank Thompson is because it's a reference to Tom Hanks. And Tom Hanks was in Castaway. Wonderful, guys. <laughs> There's not a fun fact, but there you go. Well done. I like Castaway. A little bit of interaction. I've never Castaway's seen it. Castaway's awesome. I've never seen it. Uh, when, when Wilson floats away... You it's Wilson the volleyball. The ball, yeah. And if Wilson floats away and you can really hear the hurt in his voice. Aww. I'm sorry, Wilson. Like I've let you down. We're meant to stay together. It's fucking horrible. And you're like, look, that is the power of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> it's the power of the cinema. It's the power of the cinema. 
you can actually get dragged into this thing of this thing of and you anthropomorphize a ball yeah yeah like uh, so Tom Hanks falls out with the ball and he goes and finds the ball and again after he's thrown it away in anger and he just it's you remember what you know? Have you ever had like a pet that you kind of get angry at, and then you feel really bad that you just shouted at your pet <laughs> all the time? Does that happen all the time? Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's just like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Please come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wilson. That's like a, that's a that's a character. That's like a, a whole whole essay should be written on Wilson in Castaway. I concur. Without having seen the film. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen the film. So Swiss Army Man, I, I would highly recommend it. I possibly would give it 8 out of 10, maybe it's only Ooh. 7 out of 10. Are we 8? Wow. 7 um, out of, I'm going to say 7 out of 10 because you're probably right that uh, it has pacing problems and it's a bit haphazard. And, yeah, um, I, th- I, think it, I think it could have been done better by a different director, but it's still pretty good. I, I still quite enjoy it, so. And I think that the, there's a, a scene with the bear where they do battle with the bear. Uh, they, so they, they kill a raccoon, but they kind of have a square off with the bear. I think that the bear pretended to growl but didn't make any noise. And all I'm going to say is that that's a good thing because even if there was trainers and handlers nearby, if a fucking bear let out a growl within 14 feet of me, I would shit my pants. <laughs> They would have to take a break to clean up Simon's mess, <laughs> and it, like that would just stretch on the budget. The whole day's shooting. And stretch on your pants. As stretch well. on my pants. The whole budget of the film would be like, what the fuck are we gonna do? We need to buy Simon a new pair of trousers. Oh. He's shot himself. <laughs> to be continued in Harry Farter and Ron Squeezley Part Two.